Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The number of people on the waiting list for the national car test, the famous, infamous NCT appointments, is more than eight times higher than it was pre-COVID-19 pandemic. Basically 2019, that's according to new figures. The NCT roadworthiness test is conducted every two years for vehicles between four and nine years old. Uh, for vehicles 10 years or older, it's done annually. And of course, if you've got a brand new vehicle, I don't think you have to do it until it passes year three, in other words, into year four. However, as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, I don't know how that affected the NCT so much because they're not really in contact with anybody, are they? I mean, they could have kept social distance really easy. I mean, they work on their own just checking cars out. I don't know how that would really affect them so badly. Anyway, a four-month deferment was granted on March the 28th, uh, 2020 for uh, cars registered before August 2016. And I'm sure many of you benefited from that. But Applause Plus, who are the company who look after the contract, and they're the ones who make money out of all this, the company which runs the NCT said coping with the demand for testing this year has been especially challenging due to the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the company, the average lead time for an appointment is 20 days, although we're getting reports from people and emails and people who waiting longer than that, anyway. And customers who add themselves to our waiting list, either online or through our call centre, can expect to receive an appointment within 28 days. She said, normally we will do that in 12 days. Okay, so they need to get back to the 12 days again to avoid these long waiting lists. Anyway, leaving all that aside, I was, I've been looking at the NCT. And over the last 10 years, I kind of had a look at their stats online. And just take 2019 for an example, because they haven't put the 2020 stats up yet for some reason. I have no idea why. Anyway, 43% of cars failed, 50% of cars passed, 6.6% of cars had a dangerous fail. All right, the first ones were failed refusals. Um, and also retests, 640,000 or 54,000 retests, 92% passed. In other words, it kind of gives you the impression that cars failed for very little if they passed quite quickly on a retest. You know what I mean? And I'll give you an example. I went in uh, many years ago with an Audi. It was an Audi A7. And this was going back about 10 years ago. And... When I went in, your man came out and he said, sorry about that. I said, well, car's failed. And I went, for what? And I said, the, look, the car's grand. I got a pre-test done. It was fine. And he goes, yeah, fog light's not working. I said, the fog lights are working. And he said, no, nah, they're not working. So I went outside with him and I said, can you, can you show me what you mean? And he says, well, where's the fog light switch? I said, there. And I put, you don't do a switch for your lights. You, you can either twist it. It's usually on the right-hand side. It is on my new car as well. On the right-hand side, or you pull it out to get the fog lights. And he says, oh, I didn't know you are supposed to pull it out. And I said, well, that's not my fault you didn't know that. And he said, oh, well, you'll have to still come back anyway within seven days. I said, why can't you just give me the thing now? I said, you can see, you can see it's working. Oh, no, it'll have to go back through again. I swear to God, it's some of the stuff they fail you for is a joke. Somebody else said they got failed for dog hairs on the back seat. Um, for not having the seatbelts closed on the back seat, which you're supposed to do, by the way, before you leave your car, you're supposed to close the seatbelts on the back seat. Um... Other ridiculous things. I got failed once for a registration plate not having the right font. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's legislation around having the right font, but that doesn't make the car dangerous. I thought the whole purpose of an NCT was to make sure the car was roadworthy. Statistically, by the way, I remember reading recently, uh, I think only 1% of road accidents are caused by mechanical failure. So it does beg the question, when you look back in the last 10 years, when you see on average 50% of cars fail the test. 
And the NCT centres with the highest failure rates in the country have been revealed, according to the Irish Mirror last year. The Castlereagh NCT centre in Roscommon took the top spot with a whopping 62%. I shouldn't have the top of the pops music. 62% of cars failing the test. Uh, that was a full 15% above the national average of 47%. So the national average is nearly half. Other counties with the highest fail rates, by the way, are Cavan, 60%. By the way, Cavan officially, this morning there was research out. Do you know that we always think Cavan people are mean? Officially they are, because according to the research today, Cavan are officially the stingiest town or city or county, should I say, in Ireland. Uh, Dublin come in, close second. Anyway, Cavan 60%, maybe because they won't spend the money on the car. Clifton 57% and Carlo 56%. Anyway, Derry Beg, 55%, also recorded high and dangerous faults. And the most common faults, by the way. Front suspension, 7%. Beams, in other words, your lights not being aligned, 6%. Brake line hoses, now that's genuinely dangerous, of course, only 5%. Uh, brake components, 4%. Steering linkage, 4%. They're kind of dangerous things, in fairness. But they only make up, when you look at it, about 25% of the fail rate. So the rest of the failures, the other 75% of the failures, are probably things that are not really that important. Anyway... What experience have you had? That's what I want to know today. Did you wait long? Did you think it was fair? I mean, were you failed and you didn't think you should have failed? Did you pass and you think you should have failed? We did have one girl on last year. She said her car was a wreck, an absolute wreck, and it shouldn't have passed. And it did. So, I mean, is it... Do you believe the test serves a purpose? The number is 087-188-0008. I want you to WhatsApp or text and send us a WhatsApp voicemail if you can't come on the air, by the way. So just press the little microphone, send us a little WhatsApp voicemail if you can't come on the air or a WhatsApp message if you want to 087-188-0008. Have you been for the NCT? Is it a fair system? Do you think it works well? And is it even necessary? Because we didn't have it at one stage. Not every country has an NCT, by the way. Uh, Pat, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Pat? Hi, you know. Good, Pat. Now, the NCT, it's always been questioned constantly all the time. And look, you know, people say, oh, it's just a bloody money-making racket. They fail everybody for no reason. But that may not be the case either. So, I mean, what's your experience been? Look, I've had varied experience with it over the years. Um, I mean, it is a necessary evil, I think. Mm-hmm. Even when you consider the stats that say only 1% of accidents are caused by mechanical failure? Yeah, that's the case now with fucking you, it's like that. What? That there is an NCT, you know? Yeah. It's probably, you know, I mean, imagine if there wasn't an NCT and people just set out to drive around wherever they wanted. I mean, I mean even at the moment, you'll find, I've seen, you know, we've not cars with defects, you know, one headlight with, with dodgy tours. But you could have that the moment you drive out of the NCT anyway. Of course you can, yeah. I mean, people have often oh. said to me, oh, well, since the NCT, we've much better cars and quality of cars on the road. I don't believe that. I believe the reason we've much better cars and quality cars on the road is because the economy is better and people have more money. I think that's the, probably the main reason. One of the reasons, are right, but you know, you can imagine, Noel, if it was a situation where cars weren't tested on a regular basis, condition a lot of them would be in. I don't think they have an NCT in, in America because when you look at some of the cars over there, you say, just said there's no way that would pass an NCT. And the MOT in England is a lot different and the UK is a lot different to the NCT over here whereby you get it done in a local garage. And so that's that's wide open to just, ah, oh, sure, I know the bloke in there, he'll do it for me. Yeah. You know, yeah, so... I think the American situation is different in terms of if you're going around with a car or whatever that has defects, you'll be done with the cops, you'll be fine. But you'll be done here too. Yeah, but they're very particular over there. I mean, I've seen cars going around here with, with as we say, dodgy lights, and you'd see the same cars a couple of 
couple of weeks later doing the same, you know. If a guard stops over here and you've ball tires or you have a one light missing or whatever it is, they can do you. But they can. But do they? That's the problem, though. Well, see, the only thing I would say about, say, if your light is gone, right, and a guard pulls you in, I think it would be unfair to do you unless he genuinely believes you've known about it for weeks. Because sometimes your bulb can go while you're driving. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing about it is, I think by law, you're supposed to have a spare bulb, which anyway... Yeah, but, I mean, but they, you know how difficult it can be on a modern car no, to change a bulb. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah, I know. But the, the fact of the matter is, you know, obviously most guards will use it for discretion. Yeah, so I would like to think so. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. If your tyres are bald and the metal is shown, you know, you should, be, you should be done. That's a difference. Yeah. You know, that's, that's but, I mean, but, okay, so what is your experience, uh, you know, as a taxi man now, you don't do the NCT. Oh, what do you do in NCT, do you? NCT, yeah, we do an NCT every year, and we also do um, suitability tests, which is, you know, that's yeah, just a general condition of the car, you know. Do you remember the NCT was exposed on prime time going back a few years ago that people were leaving fifty quid in the ashtray? Do you remember that whole carry on? Yeah. <laughs> oh look, it's like everything else, though, you know. People will chance their arm. Mm-hmm. And you do you think over the years that you've got it done, they've been fair? Oh, yeah, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of situations where there were minor things. Like, for instance, there was one time there was a seatbelt that he, he said that it wasn't, you know, working properly. And I knew it was working properly. Yeah, I, what I'd done is I'd actually plugged them in. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's what you're meant to do with the back he, seats, yeah. Yeah, I'd plug them in so it'd make life easier for him, basically. Yeah. And that's not working. So, hey, come here. Loosen it up there, you know, loosen it up a bit. He hadn't bothered to, to do it properly, you know. Yeah. That was, that was just a one-off job. Boy, and did you have to, and did he did he amend your test straight away, or did you have to go back within seven days? What? Here, look. I tried to nail it here. Look at this. Yeah, see, I did that too, but he told me I had to come back. No, no, no. I'll tell you what the best was. It wasn't even taxi. It was in my own car years ago. And checked the, the I think checked out before the NCT, you know, but the lights, you know, Sorted out with the, the direction and the whole lot. We two people, believe it or not, and two professional things. And when I went there, it failed on the, the headlights, the direction of the headlights, you know, as in they were off a bit. So, anyway, I wasn't happy with it. I went back to the guy and I spoke to the manager and he, they, they brought the car back in there and then. Mm-hmm. And because I was out to say who the, the, the two companies that I've been to, you know, they were actually friends of mine of their own companies, you know, car. So, when he came back, we said, oh, he said that they were a little bit too perfect, he said. <laughs> <laughs> too perfect. Too perfect. I mean, you know what? I said, are you all right now? Said, yeah, we've got to go A little bit too perfect. Too perfect. All right, well, hold on for a second. Let me go as well to Paul. Paul, you're an Ireland's classic kid. Say to him, Paul. Not too bad. Good. Now, Paul, you failed the test. Yep. And what, what, this is, you like this one, Pat. Why did you fail the test? Because apparently the horn wasn't working. Well, apparently it wasn't working, but it, I don't think that was the case, was it? No, no, because actually uh, on the way into the test centre, just at the entrance, I had to blast some guy out of it because he uh, pulled right out in front of me. Okay, so in other words, the tester just couldn't find it. Exactly. He didn't know where to press on the steering wheel. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's an, it's an easy enough thing to find. You just Usually it's the centre somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, well, usually it's the centre, but I think it was on the bottom of the, the centre 
Uh, panel where you press. Oh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, the way it's kind of on the side slightly, yeah. Yeah. And he failed the car? Yeah. Right, okay. And did you say to him, look, there you go, it's working. Oh, yeah, brought him back out and showed him exactly where to press it. Oh, I didn't know it was there. So did he, did he amend the test immediately or did he tell you to come back in seven days? No, he, he amended it immediately because I uh, told him I was going to drive the car up to the the exit and nobody else was going to get it Ah, look at you getting all aggressive, huh? <laughs> that, that wouldn't have made him very happy to do that. I don't suggest people should be doing things like that, but um, that made him change his mind quite quickly, yeah? Oh, yeah, it was done within two minutes. And generally your experience apart from that, Paul, of the NCT? Eh, well, I had a little like, a few years ago and I had a loud exhaust on it. But when I, when I bought it, the car I bought it off, um, went and Put it through his NCT just before I bought it. So we passed it, the NCT with the loud exhaust, and then a year later when I went to go with I was told the exhaust was too loud. And it wasn't leaking or anything like that, was it? No, it was just uh, slightly over the decibel level. Right, I, I didn't know there was a decibel level, because I see guys going around with souped-up cars, yeah. or, you know, you see a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or whatever it is, they're quite loud, so they don't fail them, do they? As far as I know, not. But uh, apparently, if you ever see one in there, they actually stick a microphone about six inches away from the back of the exhaust. Just to they it. do not, do they? They do. Pat, have you ever seen somebody holding a microphone up to the exhaust? Oh, Pat's got... Well, I know they stick this gadget up your exhaust to... That sounds wrong when you say it on the radio like that. <laughs> I, I know they stick a gadget up your exhaust to check your emissions. It's like It looks yeah. like a long rod. I've seen them doing that, all right. Yeah, they, they have this sort of uh, microphone thing on a stand, and they stuck it about, roughly about six to eight inches away from the back of the exhaust. Right. Check the decibels as well. Okay, okay. I know, and some people are texting in about, thank you very much for that, about the, about the weirdest things being failed for. Somebody says, I'm from Northern Ireland, and the most, uh, the MOT centre failed my car even before taking it in because the tinted windows on the front windows were too dark, and he didn't even do the light test on it. That comes in from Kieran. Yeah, there, there is a limit to what text or what, what tint you're allowed to have on. You can have whatever you want on the back, by the way, but on the front. Uh, passenger and driver window and obviously in your front windscreen uh, years ago by the way you could have tint on your front windscreen and nobody gave a damn but now there is actually a limit to the tint so they have this little two like two little eyeglasses they put one on each side and they twist them and if it goes black um, obviously it's too you know tinted so to speak so to speak I don't know yeah, I brought my car in one day and it actually failed the test and the man came out and was explaining to me why it failed and then looked at the surname I'm not going to say it just in case but um, are you related to who happened to be my brother and I says I am yeah and he just went back onto the computer and I passed all of a sudden Bit of nepotism going on there was there bit of nepotism they shouldn't be able to do that but they do I'm sure all right, Niall, how's things? Good show as usual. Um, I had an Audi A5 a couple of years ago, failed NCT because of the automatic headlight adjustment. The guy in the garage didn't understand what way it had to be to set the headlights at a level point. Unbelievable. Had to bring it back for a retest and pay for it. Ty here. Ty, I imagine it's one of those ones, like some of the BMWs where you would turn the steering wheel and the headlights move. The car obviously doesn't move, but the headlights move with the steering wheel. So you have to have the steering wheel straight 
I, I imagine that's what you mean. Yeah, sometimes the testers don't really know every single car and what they're meant to be doing, I suppose. I once had a... Oh, I once had an ugly duckling. I'll go back to the start of that one. I once had a BMW fail an NCT for a brake line, which I thought was understandable. Brought it to a mechanic. He said it wasn't anything dangerous or anything failure. Got it cleaned, wiped it with a cloth, sent it back and passed with the same line. I've heard of that happening so many times. People, I've heard of people who have been failed for whatever it is, suspensions or whatever it is, and did nothing and just brought the car back again and it passed. I've also heard the opposite. I've heard people who have passed, had a car passed and then something the following day goes wrong with it that should have been noticed during the NCT. So it really is hit and miss. Uh, it depends on the test centre. It depends on the person who's testing it, I suppose. I know there is, you know, some of the tests are automated, so it's not down to human error. But some of the tests are based on visual. So, you know, when they put it up on the ramp and the guy goes around with the torch looking at different things, so it's visual. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. What experience have you had? Send us a WhatsApp audio message or indeed a text message by WhatsApp or text and let us know. How you doing, Paul? You're in Ireland's Classic Kids. Niall, how you doing? How's it going? Uh, my story uh, goes back to probably about six years ago. Um, I had two identical Jeeps. Uh, my wife drove one, which was a passenger vehicle and I drove a commercial vehicle and the only difference between the two of them is the back seats the amount of, the amount of seats that are in it yeah. yeah so so one is is required to be DOE and one is required to be NCT right yeah so before I brought my wife's car to, to the to the to the NCT place I brought it to a DOE centre just to get it pre-tested you know what I mean and there was a few bits and pieces that had to be done before I brought it up right so we, we, we drove both of the vehicles up to, up to the to the NCT centre. We left the vehicle there, went off to do to, to a, a hospital, and when we came back, I drove off, she drove the vehicle home, and when I got home, she said to me, it's failed, right? Right. Okay, so I was furious. Now, the DOE centre is probably two minutes' drive away from my house. I drove over there like a demon. You know, I said, the pain's so much money for the pre-test. And your man said, I don't know what you're talking about. He says, we've tested that. So they tested it again. And there was nothing wrong with it. And I actually actually witnessed, it was it was on wheel alignment, which is either plus or minus 14 is the score, right? Right, okay. And, and you know, uh, when, it, when, it, when it was tested in the, in the NCT centre, it was 14.9 or something like that. They got it at, right? Plus 14.9. And every time they drove it up onto the rocker plates into the, in the DOE centre, it came up at minus one, or you know, or, or you know, minus point six or whatever, right? Yeah, it's probably different so every single time you do it, I imagine. Yeah. Well, well, it's that sensitive, right? Yeah. And basically, what your man said, listen, he says off the record, he says what you do is they have to fail so many. He said they drive it up onto the rocker plates, and what you do is they 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 turn the, the steering wheel left and right very very quickly, and it gives a false reading. Okay. And why why would that be? I'm not mechanically minded when it comes to that kind of stuff. I, I'm assuming because there's a slight bit of play in the bushings. Um, I, 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 again, basically, what, if your wheel alignment, if you drive a, a, a wheel or the front wheels up on up onto the rocker plates, they're sensing, you know, how much movement or you know how aligned they are with the with the vehicle, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I said to the man in the DOE centre, says it's coming up at plus fourteen point nine. He said, Paul, he says, when was the last time he says you change your tyres? I says, I haven't changed them since I bought the vehicle. He said, well, if they were at 14.9, he says, those tyres wouldn't last three months, he says. Yeah, they'd be wearing on the Have inside they, or the outside or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he says, be, he said, so, and by the way, he says, there's a certification for our DOE centre. 
He says, we're only after getting all of this stuff calibrated, he says, by the government officially, he said, about three days ago. So he said, listen, our stuff is accurate. So I rang the DOE centre, or sorry, the NCT centre. Yeah, centre, yeah. They, they wouldn't do it. He said, said oh, no, it's a retest. It's a retest. I said, right, put me on to head office. They're on to head office. Um, your man said, well, he said, you know, we're a government body. He said, uh, you know, you have to go for a retest. So I explained the whole thing to him. And he said, no, they're not actually, uh, they're not actually a government body. They're a private company, yeah. which is funded by the state. Yeah, but go on. Well, he, he, well, he told me that they were a monopoly eventually, yeah. right? But, well, but, well, they but are a monopoly, yeah. He said, well, he said, uh, that's, you know, what's going to happen is you left the DOE centre, so you drove her up to us, he says. It's your missus, he says, must have knocked her off, you know, a car. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the reason why it's off. He your says, missus well, must have knocked her off. Yeah, and I said, well, that's strange, he says, because I drove her back down to the DOE centre and she must have knocked her on the way back down. <laughs> so knocked her, knocked her back into heard. place. <laughs> Right, so I, I got on to the, the road safety authority. James, you took this far enough, didn't you, Bob? Go on, yeah. And, and I complained to them. I think they're over the Sligo. It's about five years ago, whatever. It was a Sligo. Uh, um, uh, Gay Bourne, I think, was the, the head of it at the time, whatever. And I complained, right? And nothing happened. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And by the way, your man in the NCT said to me, when he was talking about it being a monopoly, he said, uh, but, but it's not it's not that it's a monopoly. They have the tender for it. Yeah. So well, it's, yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, they're the only ones that do it. Yes, know? of course so, they are. Yeah. But, but, but basically, it was it was strange what he said. It was actually kind of quite alarming. He said, ah, he said, the, the DOAC centres are, are a private entity. They're owned by private individuals, he says. And their equipment, he says, wouldn't be up to the standard of ours. But should, said, oh my God. Yeah, but should the that's NCT that's is also owned by a private company, but it's run by a private company. That's shocking. So you're telling me, it says, that every bus that says, every fire brigade, it says, every ambulance it says, every guard car, and every commercial vehicle, every truck it says it's on the road, it says, is not being tested, it says, to the same stringent uh, uh, tests as, as, you, as you apply to cars. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying that. I, I'm, but that's, I'm that's exactly that. what he was saying. <laughs> well, yeah, but and then he said, I'm, I am saying that, I'm saying that I'm not saying that, he said. Right? So... <laughs> He said, I said, he said, well, you're saying that they're a private entity. I said, what are you? And he said, well, well actually, he said, we're, we're a monopoly. Well, well no. yeah, I think monopoly is probably not the right word, but to be, to be fair, because the NCT, I mean, it is a, a government-required test, but it is a tender. So it, the tender is put out to one company. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. say to you know it is, like, they, they were his words. They, they're not mine. Yeah. Well, well, I suppose from that point of view, yes, it is. It's the only place you can get it done. You don't have a choice. Well, yeah, it's well, not like the MOT in the UK where there's many different centres or different garages who have been uh, licensed to do it by the state. So it's yeah, a very different situation. Being, my point being is, two vehicles are identical. Identical. Right? Yeah, and that, and that, and to be honest, sorry, Paul, I'm sorry for putting you a bit short there, but that doesn't make any sense. That the two are identical, and you got it done by DOE beforehand and after the test, and it failed, and but passed both under the DOE. Well, clearly something wrong with the calibration of the test centre and the NCT centre in that particular case, and obviously you went to a lot of trouble to prove that as well, Paul. And that just goes to show you that it's not a perfect system. Let me go to Dan as well. Dan, you're in Ireland's fastest kids. How you doing, Dan? Hey, Noel, how are you getting on? Dan, what was your experience? Uh, how many do you want? <laughs> well, yeah, well, give me the give me the best one, will you? Right, the best one. Um, you had a lad on there earlier on. He was a taxi driver, and he was telling you there about the, the suitability test. Yeah. But my own, my dad's a, a taxi man as well. He's a private hire. He's a, an A6 Audi as a limousine, and he had it done. He had the suitability test, and he was in for the uh, the NCT. 
So we got everything done, brakes done, new brake pads, new brake discs, everything. We went in for the NCT, and the NCT turned around and said, yeah, you failed. What did I fail on? You failed on your brakes. But the brakes were never tested. Oh, yeah, they were tested. You, 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 you failed on your test. It's like, well, how come? What your man in the NCT didn't realise is the A6 is a four-wheel drive. He cannot test it on the rollers. That's a, never, I had exactly the same problem many years ago with a GTO, which had four-wheel drive and four-wheel steering. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your man said, oh, no, uh, that was testing. He said, show me. They have to put a small G-sensing unit on the floor and take it out for a road test. That's what, they, that's what they that. had to do with mine in the end, yeah. yeah. And so my dad kicked up a fuss and called the manager over. manager came over. What's going on? That, that man there said my brakes failed. Did you test them brakes? Yeah. How did you test them? Uh, get back in there. Your man went off. The tester went off. Tapped a couple of keys on the, on the computer. Came back and handed me dad a green sheet. Never tested breaks at all and hands him a, a pass sheet. Right. Okay, so he just so basically he just chanced his arm because he didn't test it, chanced his arm, yeah. failed him in the hope that your father would just go off and come back in seven days. Yeah. And the Yeah, no, I know. Well just to let people know this, okay, so I don't know what their system is like now, but the last time I had a four wheel drive car which was a GTO Mitsubishi GTO at the time, uh, I noticed exactly the same thing because they only have the front rollers for testing the brakes. So what they have to do is put as you rightly said, the last time I got it done I insisted he did it do it, which is to put this unit on the floor and they literally take it out of the test centre and drive it around the block. Yeah. Yeah. Me personally now that I have I own uh, two Subarus there, so they're permanent four wheel drive. So I know the deal myself, but I actually had to stop one tester from going to put the, my car, I have a Forester, he went to put my car on the rollers to brake test it. Which is, by the way, is not, it's quite, it can be damaging to the car too, by the way. It will smash the gearbox. Yeah. And, and the, the problem is, if they smash the gearbox, even though it's their fault, by using, and, and, uh, using, the, using their services, you are giving them indemnity from any damage to your car, whether they cause it or not. Yeah. And a lot of people don't actually realise that. Years ago, you went into the NCT, you had to sign a waiver. Now the waiver is, is done away with, it's all in, when you book online, it's already in the... the, the so if they damage the your car, it's not their fault. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Well, that, well, that's, that's uh, I have to say, I, I absolutely see the ridiculous in that. And once again, th- thanks for that, Dan, for bringing that out. I'm sure you had other experiences you could tell us all about. By the way, I'm sure there are people with good experiences too, by the way, because 50% of people fat pass the test. Um, but yes, if you have a four-wheel drive car, you cannot test it on one set of rollers. It can also damage the car as well to do that. But sometimes they don't seem to understand that the tester is testing the car. Um, and you need to take the car out on the road. They do have a unit they can put in the car on the, on the floor of the passenger side, as far as I know. And it te- it has obviously a gyro in it. So when they slam on the brakes, it knows how quickly the car stops. Um, and they put, they have to do it that way and literally drive around the test centre. That's the only way they can test the brakes on a four-wheel drive car. Let me go to uh, Laura. Laura, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Laura? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Laura, what was your experience? A positive experience, I believe? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, oh, okay. okay. 50%, as you said, may be positive. But okay. uh, I uh, brought the car to the NCT and it failed on a bit of rust on the undercarriage. Okay. And when I left, you know, I was like, oh no. And the guy goes, yeah, like, I don't know if I should let you drive it out of here. You know, you're not really supposed to. It did fail. And I go, oh my God, is it that bad? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's real bad. You know, it's pretty much a write-off. I was like, oh. A write-off? Much on. Yeah, well, he was you like... You must have got a terrible shock. Yeah, exactly. I was like, God, I didn't 
spend much on the car, but I didn't. I thought I'd get longer out of it than this anyway. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I bring it home and I bring it to a welder and the welder is like, there's a thumb size amount of uh, rust on the undercarriage of your car. And it cost me maybe 150 to get, get the welder to up, fix yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, sure, I bring it back and it passes. Har- so was har- hardly a fatal fault, was it? Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. But, and this is just on something I thought was when I brought the car home, it sat there between like Friday and Monday or Tuesday and I'm on my way to work on Monday or Tuesday and there's a guy in my driveway putting a sticker on my car, you know, scrap for cash. And uh, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing in my driveway putting stickers on my car? You know, if you, right. have, if you want to give me, if you want to give me post, put it in my post box. And, uh, like, oh, I'm sorry, Laura, I have to interrupt you here. But did the car look pretty bad? No, no, it was a 2005 Kia Sportage, black. It was grand, but it was, I reckon that your man in the NCT centre gave my address and told, go up and put a thing on that girl's car. She's ready to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't. I've lined her up. <laughs> There's a whole conspiracy theory in that one. Oh, definitely, but, yeah. yeah. But anyway, the car was grand. I got another like two or three years out of it. So. Right, okay. <laughs> you don't still have the scrap for cash car, no? You no, no, I sold it. I got a new one. But <laughs> it's still what, have so we, what have we got now? What did you buy now? Uh, I got a, a Volkswagen Tiguan. Okay. They're a nice yeah. car, yeah. Yeah, not bad, not Good. bad. Hasn't gone through the NCT yet, so... And when's it due to the yeah, NCT? Nice um, I actually don't know. It's probably September now. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, check. well, okay, well, thumbs up, and I hope it does well. All right. Laura, All thanks right, very thanks. much indeed for your experience. Okay, well, Laura's car was a write-off. Jesus, that'd be quite shocking, wouldn't it? To find out your car was a write-off, when realistically it cost you 100 quid to get it fixed. God. Hi, Niall. I had an NCT one time. My car was told it was dangerous to be on the road. Um, a big do not drive on it. I told him I didn't know how to get out of the NCT, so he said, go ahead and drive it. On the way home, my brakes failed. So there you go. Uh, not a good experience. No. Thanks, Niall. Sorry, I can't come on the show. Certainly not. I did hear actually a very sad story there going back about two years ago. We were talking about the NCT and it was a woman on and her daughter had bought a car. A second-hand car, an old car, and the mother was horrified, and because the daughter took the car for the NCT, passed the NCT, even though the mother thought the car was a debt trap, it passed the NCT, and on the way home from the NCT centre, she was involved in an accident which was caused by mechanical failure, and sadly, her daughter died. That's how shocking that was. Hi, you know, Stephen here, loving the show. And you have a two brothers. One is a mechanic, the other is in the car sales. They have their own little thing going there or whatever. You buy it and you know yourself the way the world works. But uh, one brother would buy a car, you go in, you get the other brother to fix it up and the whole lot sound, yeah, no bother. Mm-hmm. Send it in for the NCT and it'll fail. As I said, one of the brothers is a mechanic, it's all a money racket. You bring it back in there, 99% of the time you have to pay extra to get it back in there. It's just, it's a total money racket. Thank you. Yeah, well, you do have to pay extra if it's, you know, um, fail, ref- is it a fail refusal? There's one, there's two types of failures, obviously. There's one that doesn't cost you anything to bring it back and there's one that does cost you something to bring it back. It's not the way it works. I know, I had a car that a supervisor in the test centre tried to fail before I went in because I was smoking a bit. The guy insisted on doing the test. He pressed over past flying colours. Well, who is smoking? You or the car? <laughs> yeah, there was obviously smoke coming out of your exhaust and he assumed that the emissions were going to be way too high in it, I imagine. No, I'm currently trying to book an NCT here and walk and uh, the next available date in Meath is July. 
July. July. And mine's due at the end of this month. I mean, what the, f- you know, unbelievable. What the, f- exactly. I mean, if, if well, if it's due at the end of the month, you, now they do say, and I'm, I'm reading here, the spokesperson from the NCT said, currently at the moment, you can expect a 28-day wait. They say normally it's 12, but with the pandemic uh, and the backlog, they have to get through a lot of cars. So they're saying 28 days, but July, that seems bonkers. I suppose it depends on what part of the country you're in. I'm assuming, by the way, if your NCT is up and you can't get it done in time because of the backlog, um, once you have your appointment on your phone and you can show the guards that you've made an attempt to get it done, I'm assuming there's not a lot they can do about that. It's not your fault, I suppose. Now, don't take my word on that. I'm, I suppose it's up to the guard that stops you. But I'm assuming that the guards will use a, a level of cop on when it comes to the fact that, you know, you can't get a test at the moment. Okay, guard is she calling it if you are listening. Can we verify that the NCT do have a backlog at the moment? People are trying to get tested, they can't. So if you stop some poor devil later on and he has booked his NCT and he has it on his phone, it's not his fault that it's not for another two months. It's the NCT's fault. So let them, let them away with it. It's not their fault. As long as the car looks okay, have a look at his tyres and you know everything else, make sure it's okay. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.